morning, brothers and sisters. This is Brother Joe. I'm so glad you joined me for home worship today. So today is a new day and tomorrow's going to get better. And we're going to read the Word of God so that we know what to do to please God and do His will. So before we get into the Word, I'd like to say a prayer. So please bow your heads with me. Dear Heavenly Father, we humbly come before your throne. I thank you, Lord, for putting the message together today, to putting the scriptures that you want read today in the order you want read. And I pray, Father, that you fill me with double the Holy Spirit today, or as much Holy Spirit as you so desire to give me. And I pray it's your words that speak out of my mouth, not mine. And your will always be done, not mine, Lord. And I pray this in the precious name of Yeshua, Jesus. Amen. Amen, brothers and sisters. Now, sometimes you may hear me say Yeshua. That's how you say Jesus in Hebrew. So if you brought your Bibles today, please turn to the book of Luke, chapter 13. Start reading in verse 5. This is Jesus talking. I tell you, no, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. And he also said this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came seeking fruit on it and found none. Then he said to the keeper of his vineyard, Look, for three years I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. Cut it down. Why does it use up the ground? But he answered and said to him, Sir, let it alone this year also, until I dig around it and fertilize it. And if it bears fruit well, but if not, after that, you cut it down. Now, before we go to the second passage that we'll read, I want to explain this. The first verse, Jesus says, unless you repent, you will all perish. Perish means to go to hell. Repent means turn from your sinful ways. Then he tells a parable, the owner of the vineyard is God. The tree that is not bearing fruit are Christians. They're believers. They've gone to the altar and asked God for forgiveness of their sins. They've made an oath to give their life to the Lord and to repent. They received the Holy Spirit. Once they've repented and they're serving the Lord, but they get into a stupor. They stop serving the Lord by bearing fruit. And that, brothers and sisters, is to bring others to Christ. To share the good news, to share Yeshua and what he did for you and me. And the Lord tells the pastors to cut it down. 
It's using up space on my earth. But the pastors say, no, Lord, let me water it for a while and fertilize it for a year. And then if it doesn't bear fruit, then cut it down. And remember, the Lord wants to cut it down, cut that person down and throw them into the fire. That's hell, brothers and sisters. So let's move to the second passage. The second passage is found in the book of Ephesians, chapter 4. Reading from verse 1. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called with all lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Verse 7. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. And reading from verse 11. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things unto him who is the head Christ, from whom the whole body joined and knit together by what every joint supplies, according to the effective work by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. See, brothers and sisters, the Lord, the last discussion that he had with the disciples before he ascends to heaven, he says, go out into the world and preach repentance for the remission of sins to all nations starting at Jerusalem. And that's your job and mine. If you're saved today, if you are married to Christ, if you have his name, Christian, that's your job, that's your duty. If you love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, you will obey him and do that. They call it the Great Commission. And it's more than a duty, it's a requirement, brothers and sisters. Because if you're not bearing fruit, the way the Lord looks at it, you're taking up space on his ground. He will take you out 
kill you and put a baby in your place, someone that will serve him. And if you love your neighbor as yourself, as the second greatest commandment is, you will want to bring people to Christ. Your family members, your neighbors, your friends, your coworkers, the strangers that are out there. Yes. Because you don't want them to go to hell. Where the fire is never quenched. And the worm doesn't die, which is the soul. Where there's wailing and gnashing of teeth. Where they're tormented for eternity, never having rest day or night. You don't want that for anyone, brothers and sisters. If you love your neighbor as yourself, right? Yes. Last week was the resurrection celebration. One of the first things I did is I contacted my sons. I said, are you going to church on Sunday? Are you going to worship our Lord and Savior on the greatest day of the year? Did you do that? I hope so. I hope so. You have to have love for your family, right? Have love for your family first. Make sure that they're right with God before he comes for his church, his virgin church. Because he's coming in our generation. So we got to get these people ready. It says we are a unit, right? We're a unit together, knit together, doing the same thing. Not all of us are, are pastors. Not all of us are teachers. He gives a list here. The first are the 12 apostles, and there are no other apostles but the 12 that Jesus designated. One was Judas. He died. He hung himself. His bowels fell out. He said he repented, but only with his lips, and he's in hell today. And he was replaced with Saul, who became Paul. And the word says that he was appointed as an apostle. And those are the 12 apostles. But it talks about here. That don't be deceived by every wind of doctrine, by tricky men with their cunning craftiness, okay? There's people out there that are preaching that you don't have to repent. You don't have to turn from your sinful ways. Jesus did everything on the cross for you. And you can go and sin and sin and sin. I once heard a pastor say, I came to work today and I killed three people. What? Yeah, he said, well, you know, I got mad at people on the road, so I committed murder. What is he telling people? We're to look up to the pastor. The scripture says the pastor is to be, have a lot of reverence for the Lord, know how to control his family, not to drink alcohol. You understand? Many people are sending the wrong message to people to deceive them, but they have itchy ears, the scripture says, to draw up teachers to say the things they want to hear. 
Do you understand? Because they want to live in the world and they want to live in sin. Yet they want to go to heaven. They want to say, I'm a Christian. I carry a Bible. I go to church. I sing hymns. But are they? Are they repenting? And then what? Are they bringing others to Christ? I once had a Bible study. We were talking about letting your light shine. And a woman said, well, I let my light shine. Okay, I'm not out there trying to save anybody, but I'm showing love. I look really good. People look at me and say, oh, what a nice Christian. Well, that's not enough, brothers and sisters. Remember, the Lord says that that fruit's not bearing fruit for three years. And then the preacher said, give him one more year. Let me water the plant and I am watering your plant. If you have not been sharing Jesus with others. Sharing a testimony with others. Everyone has a testimony, brothers and sisters. I know you have one. Everyone has been chased in by God if they are called by his name because he says he only chastens the ones he loves. I've been chased in. I hope you have been because if you haven't, you're not his. And that's a testimony right there. You, you tell people, you know what? I was falling into sin and God woke me up and chastened me and I came back to the Lord. When people are chasing, they do one or two things, brothers and sisters. They either run to God or from God. You never want to run from God. But if you run to God, you will get closer to God. We go through these trials and tests to bring us closer to God. Amen? Amen. So share that with others. Many times I'll turn on my Facebook. And many of my friends are, are sharing the gospel, scriptures, wonderful scriptures. When one touches my heart, I screenshot it, I crop it, I send it on my Instagram. You see, that's the way it works. The body of Christ works together. We're knitted together to do the same thing. We all have the same purpose, brothers and sisters. And that's to bring people to Yeshua, to bring people to Jesus. So that they're not cast into hell and they get saved too. Amen? Amen. And when you're saved, you have the fruits of the Spirit. If you have the Holy Spirit, you have the fruits of the Spirit. And Jesus tells us the fruits of the Spirit in the Word of God is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, and faith. And the first one mentioned is love. Remember, if you love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, you're going to do as he says. But if you love your neighbor as yourself, you're going to do as he says. You're going to do whatever you can to bring others to Christ, whether it's sharing a scripture online, a testimony, Someone else's sermon that you like, that you believe might help somebody, post it. Do whatever you can, brothers and sisters, to bring others to Christ. We're all one unit working for the same thing. We all have the Holy Spirit in us, which is power and love and grace and mercy. 
And so it says here, gentleness. So when you're speaking to these other people, do it with gentleness, with kindness, with love and mercy. Don't try to force anybody to believe. Show them the love in your eyes and heart, mind and soul for that person. And you're not going to share Jesus with everyone. The Holy Spirit will tug on your heart who to talk to, to witness to. And when he does, listen to the Spirit. Don't quench the Spirit and speak out on behalf of your Lord and Savior. Amen? Amen. So brothers and sisters, I hope you're blessed with this. And I hope you go out and are brave for the Lord. And bold, speak boldly for the Lord. And for that person that you love so much that you don't want them to be cast into hell, but to go and be with our Lord and Savior for eternity like you and me. Amen? Amen. And so, brothers and sisters, today is a new day, and tomorrow's going to get better because you and I are going to go out and serve the Lord by bringing others to Christ, to salvation. Amen? Amen.